How many times have you sent my lady some poop pictures? <laughs> Let's talk turkey. Can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for us to know. Hello! Hi! Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I am Dr. Lisa Lippman. I'm Richie Redding. <laughs> and dare I say, dear, that I know. it's kind of a big deal I was going to introduce myself as the great Dr. Lisa Lippman for pulling this one out of my hat, but... Uh, I didn't think you were going to say hat. My- <laughs> I got to tell you, did not think my you were going to... pants? Gonna, no, not that either. <laughs> we have had a lot of impressive people on this podcast, but it's rare that we actually have someone so close to greatness. So, so, so close great. to greatness. He's the CEO of Doggo Rams. It's the father of the world's most celebrity dachshund. You know him as Crusoe the dachshund. It's Ryan Bouchane. Hey, guys. Yay. Thanks for having me. Wait, 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 wait. Thanks for being here. You build me up way too much. I'm not going to be able to live up to that. <laughs> it's kind of my thing. It's just it's mostly Crusoe who has to live up to it. So That's right. Um, That's right. you guys definitely make sure to go check out Crusoe the dachshund on Instagram. I asked Ryan actually for some advice lately, recently on how to make my Instagram a little bit more engaging for you guys. He suggested I dress up in costume. I'm here for that. <laughs> hey, it worked for us. So. Did he also I, say costume? I, no, is that the French way? <laughs> I don't know. That, <laughs> there was no, it, that sounded a little Austrian or something. Did it? Yes. No, I didn't know. Did I a, say that? Put on a costume. <laughs> <laughs> also, do we talk about Daphne? We can talk about her if you want, sure. Okay. Daphne is Crusoe's... Also, I mean, she's also pretty famous in her own right, Crusoe's sister. Yeah, yeah. She's pulling in a, a new segment of the audience for us, a little bit younger. She's younger. got that uh, childlike vibe going on. The younger blonde crowd. Yeah. yeah. So, folks, okay. if, if you don't know yet who Crusoe is, just look it up before you even start the podcast. Just get your life together. Get is it what together. You do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many followers are you guys sitting on right now? Uh, I would say over five million total. Amazing. Hey, that's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's a lot, a lot of, of followers. So, so we better not fuck this up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that that basically guarantees you that Crusoe, at the very least, could win a Senate race. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you think he would run for Senate? Could. What do you think? He could. I mean, he Uh, could do anything. He's not a a citizen, though, right? Right, yeah. Mm. I know. I was thinking that. But he, I mean, if anybody could do it, not being a citizen. Guys, neither was Obama. Am I right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're having fun. Uh, So... We have had many, and Lisa knows a lot of kind of celebrity pets, but... Well, uh, shout out to TDA, right? The dog agency. Right. So Crusoe and I are both represented by yeah. but the I mean, dog agency. That is a ridiculous amount of people following your dog. Did you set out to do that or did you just start posting stuff and it caught fire? Yeah, so so we've been around, we've been in the game. You're the OGs. One of, maybe. We started... Uh, he was born in 2009, so he's 11 and a half almost now. Mm-hmm. And we started when he was one year old. And I started as a little blog and a Facebook page uh, just for fun, just as a little creative outlet side hobby kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never, definitely never started any of it with any intention of making it what it was today. Like even the term influencer, I didn't even know of until like 
few years in, mm-hmm. but it just kind of grew organically, kept going and just kept keeping me interested in wanting to see how far I could push it that I just kept it going. What were the the kind of like milestones or landmarks as you went that it was like, hey, this is this is this is kind of catching on. This is this is something. Holy shit. Like when, when what were those the kind of things that you passed? I mean, so the the first five years or so were like truly just a hobby. Like mm-hmm. not making any any money out of it or anything, like just purely for the, the personal satisfaction of doing it. But then four or five years in I started to think, oh, it'd be really cool if I could get a book deal out of this. Because originally it was all the blog. It was all just writing and photos and writing his stories from his perspective. It wasn't as much of sort of the social media side, really. Mm-hmm. So right when I started thinking, oh, it'd be cool if we could get a book deal, uh, we got a, approached by Macmillan, got a book deal. They came and had our, our first book, which was New York Times bestseller, which was really cool. Yeah. And then, we went on a, a tour across North America with that book launch. Then a couple of years later, we had our second book come out. I'd, so I'd say the first book deal was really kind of what put his name out there and sort of established him as the self-entitled celebrity. Yeah, but like you just willed that into the universe. You you were thinking to yourself, I, I want to have a book deal and then boom, book deal. Yeah, it, it was pretty much like that. I started putting together uh, our little pitch and everything. I was reaching out to agents and just maybe honestly a month after I had started that, we got approached. That's crazy. As, that's as close as you'll ever get to being a smoking hot chick. <laughs> You know, it's like, I'd like yeah. to go to Italy. Bam, you're in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> it just magically Crusoe happens. does better, way better. Wiener dogs are chick magnets. Wiener dogs. Oh, so that yeah. is, that's a question. Well, that's that, the thing. He's a ladies man. So does that, where does that come from? Uh, from me. <laughs> okay, right. No, I don't know. Right. I mean, that makes perfect sense. He, he's, some people can probably say that he's like, He's taken the best little pieces of my personality and encapsulated them. Well, I mean, it definitely doesn't hurt that you're writing the copy for him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and doing the VO. I'd imagine that does wind up with uh, him kind of having your sense of humor. <laughs> He's not just a, a ladies magnet, though. I've actually been uh, approached by a couple guys because oh. of Crusoe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. I mean, any who takers? Wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did, no. did your dog lead you into a way unexpected experience? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was doing a little photo shoot in a library and I was posing him on like a bookshelf and stuff and taking pictures and like talking all cutesy with him and stuff. And then this guy came up to me and just like started chatting with me and talking with me. I didn't even realize what was going on at first. I just didn't, I didn't really even click why this guy was talking to me so much. (laughs) So you're saying that you did not have sex with that guy. (laughs) You homophobe. (laughs) You you make me sick. No. I mean, it's important that you have sex with all your fans. But anyway, um, I mean, I do. That's how I, that's how I, you know, that's how I've gotten to where I've got. Okay. Yeah, hundred and fifty. I mean, they talk 000? about engagement. Like you need, you need to engage with your fans. I thought they meant sex. Yeah. Okay. I, so, honest mistake. But all right, we've gone way on course. So okay, wait. How did we get to Crusoe Land? Like, so did you grow up with pets? Did you always have dachshunds? Why a dachshund? Can you bring us through your journey to Crusoe and Daphne? Yeah. So I only had one dog growing up, which was a Weimaraner. Quite a different dog, uh-huh. uh, but still German. Mm-hmm. It's one uh, related note. 
And fun fact, I don't know if you guys know the photographer William Wegman. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't yeah. know William Wegman? Okay. Don't you dare say no. It's the wine rhymer guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, can you say wine runner though? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> what, what's that? <laughs> say it. Wine rhymer? Wine rhymer? Wine rhymer? Okay. 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 Yeah, good enough. So yeah, if you don't know him, he's a photographer. And he's been around a long time. And he does like nice coffee table photo books of his Weimaraners dressed up in costumes and clothes and stuff. He was the OG. I guess we could argue he was also the OG, like pet influencer. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a kid, you know, I'd look through these books on our coffee table. And with our Weimaraner, I started dressing him up and taking little photos. And (laughs) I made a little photo album and stuff. Oh, my God. And so it's it's kind of funny that, that that's come full circle and is my career now. Yeah. So, yeah, getting back to the story of how I got a wiener dog. Uh, I've been with my girlfriend uh, 15 years or so. So um, she always wanted a wiener dog. I never did. I always thought I was a big dog person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had to, to pesker me for a good year before I finally agreed and gave in to get a wiener dog. Mm-hmm. So we did, which was Crusoe. And it's kind of funny at first, you know, I was pretty embarrassed to walk down the street as a guy with his little wiener dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and now... Now she's the one embarrassed as I'm dressing him up and taking photos of libraries. And <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is the ultimate sight gag is the wiener dog, right? Yeah. And also, I it was one of my questions coming into this is that you don't have any misgivings about the term wiener dog. I don't. But is it like, <laughs> is it just your word? Like you're allowed to say it, but we're not? <laughs> no, you're allowed to say it. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Not that taboo. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I definitely, there's there's been many times when I turn a corner and somebody's walking a dachshund and I just, just reflexively, immediately like, the wiener! Like it's, yeah. They, they definitely yeah. bring joy on sight. For sure. Well, Lisa, what do you think dealing with dachshund owners? <laughs> I No, I think most of them embrace it. I think yeah. it's definitely, I mean, you got to have a sense of humor if you're a wiener dog owner, right? You can't not, I mean, do you know a lot of wiener dog owners who suck? Like probably not, right? Maybe some of them, but I mean, most of them are. Um, but it is, it's kind of a cultish Breed. Well, yeah, that's why you just can't have one. So you got Daphne. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, uh, we got Daphne two years ago. So she's um, she's going to be two in May. She's good. Definitely <laughs> quite a different personality, which is funny. Yeah, so she's coming into her own on the gram. Yeah, yeah she's got her own Instagram. She's got her own, uh, got her own fans, kind of. It's a Daphne day. It's a Daphne day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is she long-haired? She's got a dapple yeah, thing she's happening? Like a, no, she's like blonde. Do they have a name for that? She's like blonde, long-haired. She is uh, miniature, shaded, cream, long-haired dachshund. Fancy. Sure. She's so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, Lisa, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, that dachshunds have the most variation of any breed. Oh, I actually hadn't heard that, but I mean, it makes sense to me. They for sure have a ton of variation. Miniature, standard. They have like three different coat lengths, yeah. wired hair, short hair, long hair. Yep. Then all kinds of different colors. Yep. I happen to know from a yeah. thing that I've been working on recently that there are up, are up to 500 different variations of 
Oh, wow. See, the <laughs> See he, he's wow. working with the dachshund company yeah. that we're, we're trying to get Crusoe hired for. But Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I may or may not be doing a music video for uh, that's going to be very dachshund-centric. Uh, and it's called Low Riders. And yeah? We're just, we're, yeah, we're making a parody of of the boom, 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 low rider, that. <laughs> but it's going to be all doxies just cruising around the city. Nice. Yeah. Is that yeah. going to be part of your documentary? No, there's also <laughs> we might also be shooting a documentary about a, 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 a doxy obsessed artist. So, somewhere, so we might have a dachshund soon after so, at the end of all of yeah, this. Yeah, there's some dumb shit coming your way from funnier <laughs> than you are. I guarantee you that. <laughs> uh, Where did you get Crusoe? Uh, he was born in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So exotic. From a breeder. We encourage everybody, get your dog from a breeder. If you can't oh, get it. If, yeah. If you can't get a pet store, right. get to a breeder. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, no, there are good breeders out there for sure. Did you get Daphne from the same breeder? Uh, she's from a, a different breeder okay. who is based in Ontario. Got it. Crusoe's breeder doesn't breed anymore. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, that's a good breeder then probably somebody who did it, you know, for the health and the love of the breed. And obviously he's he's been really healthy and I guess this is a good segue into stuff. I mean, shit happens with every dog, unfortunately, but he's 11 and a half. He looks amazing. He's going to live forever. But... um. I forget, was Doggo Ramp started because did he have back issues or just because of the issues around dachshunds and back issues? So uh, a couple years in, you know, we we did kind of, we were sort of aware of dachshunds and the back issues and stuff. And so I started, you know, I made him a little step to get on the bed and we had a little step to get on the couch. So we were starting to introduce ways of helping him get on and off those surfaces. And then when he was, Maybe four, um, he started to have little episodes of back pain or back issues going on. Um, so then we would take him to the vet and then they they sort of isolate or figure out what disc it was that was bulging a bit and bothering him. And then we'd kind of do like some rest and um, pain meds, sometimes laser therapy, electroacupuncture, whatever. Then it would kind of go away for a long time. Then you have another little episode. So that was sort of on and off for a few years. And that's when I started looking at better ways to get on and off the bed or the couch, like more of a ramp as opposed to steps, because steps still have even repeated little impacts. So yeah, that's when I kind of invented the very first doggle ramp prototype, which is this hideous, long, ugly (laughs) ramp up to our bed. (laughs) I remember like back in 2014 or something when I first had the initial one, it was just like in the background of one of some photo I posted of him and everyone was asking him about it. Like it was crazy. Mm -hmm. The response I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is like, this could maybe be a product one day or something. How long was the prototype? I mean, the whole thing is about 70 inches long. Like it goes from the bottom corner of your bed up to the top other corner. Okay. So it's not like, it's not a wedge that kind of like goes to the foot of the bed. It's the length of the bed almost. Right. And what, what was innovative, I guess, about ours was that it actually goes parallel to the end of your bed as opposed to perpendicular up to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it takes up less room that way. Gotcha. And then I also invented this thing like an anchor rope. So it's a block of wood that goes under your mattress with a long rope. So that goes opposite of the ramp. The rope goes under and then ties to the leg. 
to stop it from wobbling or tipping over. Oh, so smart. Mm. So smart. Yeah, Lisa got a thing. I had, was waiting for this. When we were in Florida. I think Florida, I told Ryan this. Chloe yelped once getting on the couch. Yeah, she jumped up onto the couch and she screamed. And I think she had she was having some lumbosacral pain. Lisa uh, bought <laughs> what can only be She's described. She's 72 pounds, first of all. As okay. a full length wooden <laughs> diving board that <laughs> didn't fit in the house. It was so heavy. It was taller than the door. It took a day to put together. Right. A door is six foot eight. It was yeah. longer than the door. Yeah, it was. It didn't fit anywhere and she didn't use it. <laughs> and she wouldn't, she wouldn't, use, she wouldn't it. use it. <laughs> well, yeah, the, really the, the kicker was she wouldn't use it for shit. <laughs> there was no convincing Chloe's big ass to get on that. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was. Uh, but it made me feel better having it. But then they made me throw it out and when we left. The, well, the best part of it was that your your parents were also involved in yelling you at you about it. <laughs> oh, it, it, was it wasn't just a me. Very big eyesore we, in their house. Yeah, we got to really gang up, yeah. which I like. Yeah. So we need. Yeah. So that's what I I remember. This is when we had the conversation about like you and you were like, well, actually, we're making a big dog one. So I've got to invest in that at some point for when she hurts her back again. But can you tell us about the big dog one? And how's the response been? Really good, actually. I mean, for right. for a long time, we only had the small one, mm-hmm. um, but we always had people asking about one for a bigger dog. And I kind of always thought, like, you know, there's always a few people that ask for something, and you think it's going to have such demand, but then when mm-hmm. you launch it, it just blah, right. flops. But no, I was mistaken. We've had a lot with the big dog ramp because you know great. a lot of like retrievers and stuff have arthritis as they get older. Right, exactly. Um, And there's really not, I mean, I look all the time for stuff on the market for big dogs and there's just not, it's just not there. And I don't Mm -hmm. know why. Um, Is there a certain weight that the ramp holds up to? Every dog holds up to 200 pounds, that one. Whoa, whoa. Uh, It has has like sort of railings on it too. So Mm -hmm. it kind of, it's to keep your dog focused on the ramp from top to bottom so they don't just jump over it. That's great. Not to hold Um, on to the railing. And it also comes assembled so you don't have to assemble it. Oh, Really? So amazing. I mean, we're there buy- wasn't we're a box. one right now. There's not a box big enough for the one that Lisa got to come <laughs> assembled. That bitch so was heavy big. And really yeah. bad. Uh, well, yeah. when you said that you had invented something with the rope, I was kind of picturing for a split second like a Flintstone style elevator where you could just like, <laughs> you know, have a little pulley thing. Dog just gets on it and you could like push down with your foot and it just goes. Roop. That's your next adventure. Uh, you're giving me some ideas. <laughs> yeah. A Flintstonian <laughs> elevator influenced by Richard Redding. Funnier than you are. Yeah. We don't deserve dogs. Uh, <laughs> well, I, okay. So the, the, the back issues, was right. it the much feared IVDD? Yeah. And then he did, he did have back surgery finally in 2016 now. Can't yeah. believe it's been so long. Wow. So, Let's let's talk about that because I don't think that everybody necessarily knows that. I, th- th- people know that dachshunds have back problems. It does almost seem inevitable with their body type that just there's just so much back to leg ratio, right? Yeah. So I've done again a lot of research as I usually do whenever he goes through something. Uh, so the back one, I've, I've spent a long time researching. So the the reason they have IVD is actually not because of their long backs. It's because of how short they are. So when they were bred to be short, they were essentially breeding a little bit of dwarfism across the breed to get the the breed shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. And it's something to do with the dwarfism and the the cartilage that causes the disc to be more susceptible to bulging or, or breaking. Really? It's actually not really to do with the longer back. Although the longer back maybe makes 
the likelihood of injury more more likely. Right. There there is more wiggle room there. So every dog's your your the ribs actually serve to function to keep like your vertebra and your back in line. And the ribs stop. All dogs have 13, 13 ribs and um that they stop there, but for a dachshund whose back is just much longer, they have a lot more wiggle room behind those ribs than right. any other dog does. And so that, when they walk and they go like this, can make them more susceptible to um, back issues. That's actually right where a lot of them have it in that, like, mid-back range. Mm-hmm. You'll see, you'll yeah. hear, like, T3 to L3 myelopathy. Okay. That's um, that's the right in the mid-back range. Although not all dachshunds, and you can have it anywhere along the spine. And for sure, I think I... I'm, I'm positive that what you say about the, um, the like the chondrodysplasias, which is like the shortened limbs and the genetic abnormalities make them also um, more susceptible to like defects in their, you know, cartilage and things like uh-huh. that. So, um, huh. yeah. Can we make some bionic ribs? <laughs> Can we make some extra ones? Yeah. Yeah, but then they wouldn't. Have like enough wiggle to walk, I think. So, and also this wiggle so cute, isn't it? Yeah, so cute? cute, so cute. It is very it's much cute. cuter than when I do it. But yeah. I don't know. I think I think a fourteenth, maybe fifteenth rib <laughs> might could do be them, a so. money maker. Yeah, dude. maybe you're right. Maybe I don't know. Ryan, look into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I made a dog ramp. I'm uh, going to throw some ribs in your dog now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that cool or not? <laughs> so are they very much typical doxies in that do they burrow constantly? Oh yeah. That is so true about the the breed. That's they funny. Love to dig. Oh yeah. Do you have any strong advice for anybody who's thinking about getting a dachshund or a dachshund owner some sage pieces of wisdom? Well, I would definitely think about the implications of having a dog that's susceptible to the back injuries for sure. Because mm-hmm. it's but I think it's one in four of them will get it. Sounds right. So they should be rich. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's good. so uh, only you, know, you can buy my dog no. ramps. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but that. in seriousness, like, you know, you have to be prepared to, you know, carry them up the stairs, right. have ramps or something for virtually every step or whatever, mm-hmm. or the bed. Um, and if something does happen, you know, it is expensive to do the surgery or even the re- rehabilitation or, conservative treatment of all these therapies is expensive too. Right. right. And you just have all the ramps from the jump so that, well, so that they don't jump basically. Like the, even when they don't have back problems, you, you do it so that they don't have those impacts. Yeah. Prevention. Yeah. Okay. Those, the concussive force of da- down are the worst. Um, right. So that's, if you can prevent like jumping off the bed, jumping on, I mean, any concussive force, even jumping up, but jumping off is going to be the, the most detrimental to them. Okay. So we're going to go buy a large dog. I I want you to, to to explain that you did briefly once in an Uber to me, uh, the danger, this is a lot of alliteration coming your way. The danger of double dapple for dachshunds. There's a danger. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know. There's a danger in double dapple for any dogs. I don't Have you seen double dapple dachshunds? I'm sure. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, piglet, right? So, um, pink piglet puppy being right. a perfect example. There's of double so dapple. much alliteration happening. Yeah. Pink um, piglet puppy. It's the when they try to <laughs> breed like a merle dog to a merle dog or a dapple to a dapple. Well, just back uh, that up and just like what, spotty. That, what is it's dapple? A, yeah. It's a type of coat. It's just a type of coat, um, pattern. Uh, that people want. It's really pretty. But when you breed them to each other, um, they get really messed up. They can be deaf or blind, deaf and blind. Um, those are the two typical, most typical abnormalities that we see. So. And it's just from breeding for the coat. Right. That's crazy. That's it. 
Yep. And it's so, so, so preventable. So don't do it, guys. But are they super good looking if you do it, right? <laughs> no. Like, what's the payoff? Is there's it, none. Like, just, there's like none. crazy? Yeah. Like, like, all right, there's risk involved. What's, <laughs> what are we winning no, here? No, I don't know. I haven't seen them. Golden do goose. <laughs> so I should, yeah. So it should be, like, illegal to, like, in, intentionally Of course or it should be illegal. I mean, so much things about having a dog, owning a dog, grooming a dog, as we saw today, should be illegal. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Lisa and Chloe just had a very traumatic... See? Uh, (laughs) Very traumatic. I just, I I had some help cutting her nails and they were, I mean, this was a brutal experience. What's happening with him now? Uh, Yeah, I can, Lisa knows well about it, but I'll reiterate it for everybody. Lisa's kind of been my, my go-to sort of, uh, bounce ideas off, get her thoughts and stuff. So thank you, Lisa, for that. I, I really appreciate that as well. <laughs> and sometimes it's just me being like, I'm not worried. I just, a million, I mean, I really think he's going to live forever. This has just been like a slow chronic. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think if you explain it to people, they'll probably understand a bit better. So late uh, 2018, we discovered incidentally on an x-ray that his gallbladder was full of like mineralized sludge. And so we started looking into it, uh, went to visit Cornell, had them take a look. Uh, We've consulted a lot of different experts through this. Um, You know, Dr. Center at Cornell is maybe maybe the most renowned Mm -hmm. uh, liver specialist in the world, Mm -hmm. perhaps. plus mm-hmm. some others we've consulted. So we've really gone all out on talking to everybody we can find. Um, so they all kind of agreed that this gallbladder is not good and would have to come out eventually. So even though he wasn't sick, I should make that clear, he was never sick or ill or mm-hmm. affected by it in any way. But as, as it seems, there's no way to fix it or reverse it. And it's only gonna progress how fast we don't know but would most likely have to come out at some point in his life. So we figured if we do it now, while he's still healthy and asymptomatic, the surgery is much safer for one thing. Plus he'll be younger as opposed to doing it a few years down the road. Yeah. I mean, if you hear the term mineralized sludge, I don't know what that means, but I know (laughs) not good. Right, that's definitely an alarming term. Like, I don't know if it's bad, but it's like yeah, it just it, sounds I mean, scary the, for sure. The, the danger sludge. is that it can get worse and worse and basically rupture the gallbladder, and the gallbladder is filled with literal acids and and bacteria that will burn the inside of a dog if it if it ruptures and be, make them septic mostly. So it's really extremely life threatening, very it, bad news, and very painful. Is it true that nobody knows what gallbladders do? <laughs> no, gallbladders release things that you need in order to like digest your food. It, it also is responsible for making your poop brown. Okay, so. first of all, amazing. Secondly, a simple no would have done. Okay. Wait, how do how, how do gallbladders? Make I gotta poop look brown? back at my mechanism of action here. Maybe Ryan knows, but yeah, they because they release. They have the pigments and the they make the pigments that. So okay, so is, anyway, is is Crusoe's poop actually? He brown? knows all about this. Well, actually, no. I've gotten many Crusoe <laughs> picture, poop pictures. You guys, for major Crusoe, do you know how much people would what? probably pay for that? Actually, Crusoe <sighs> poop pictures. Wait, okay. Now, hold on. Delete, Let Ryan. Ryan will explain. Delete it to the you. entire podcast until right you. now. <laughs> 
Crusoe's poop isn't green? It's not green, no. Brown? Uh, I'm sorry, brown. Uh, right yeah. now Damn it's sort it, of I... yellowish, <laughs> which is because he's on a hydrolyzed hypoallergenic diet, but we're mm. getting into a lot of details here. Oh, no, yeah, we, well, we want to get deep. Let's when go. you have gallbladder issues, it can turn like gray. So it, they call it like acolic, I think. It's lack of pigment when you have like backup of the gallbladder. So it can get be like a grayish. So Ryan and I have compared many poop pictures. And, and How many times have you sent my lady some poop pictures? <laughs> Let's talk turkey. Can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for us to know. Let's talk um, poop turkey. That's, that's for us to know. Anyway, okay, sorry, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, like humans, a dog can survive fine without a gallbladder. Mm-hmm. So the bile, as Lisa was saying, I guess helps digest fats and stuff and comes from the liver down the bile duct into your intestines. Mm-hmm. And the gallbladder attaches to the bile duct and sort of acts as like a storage and a pump of it. Um, so if you just remove it, then bile will just kind of have a slow, steady, continuous trickle from the liver to the intestines. Okay. In theory, that should be fine. You just you can't eat like a super fat heavy meal where not enough bile could be pushed through all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So just maybe smaller meals and not like super heavy fat. Okay. Um, so that was all supposed to go well. And again, he was asymptomatic and healthy going into it. Surgery went well itself, but then immediately after his liver enzymes jumped up to like uh, first four times normal. They kind of averaged around five to seven times normal range for six to seven months or so. And then finally after that, they jumped again to like 15 times normal, which is like pretty severe, I guess. And then, uh, so that brings us to early 2021. Uh, We went back to Cornell again. He had another surgery, similar surgery, and they flushed out that bile duct, which had that same sort of uh, sediment inside of it that was in the gallbladder previously. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of clogging up that duct. Hmm. So the bile wasn't flowing through as well. Plus he has got some other stuff like inflammatory bowel disease, which I think maybe sort of developed with this. And he was also on antibiotics for so long because we thought it was maybe infection related after the first surgery. So I don't know. It's Honestly, it's kind of a, a mess and all these things affect each other and relate to each other. So it's hard to know what caused what or what was there before and revealed itself after and how's he behaving throughout all this fine perfect like it's not it, he like doesn't know he's just getting a lot of vet visits and x-rays yeah that's kind of what's what's made this so tricky in a way it's because like do you, do you want to put the dog in surgery when he's feeling fine but you know something's really wrong hmm. so that's been challenging part but at the end you know we're of course, super thankful that he is not affected by it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So thankful. And I and again, I wish I always reiterate to Ryan is just that his liver function has been fine. So liver enzymes tell you that basically your liver's having a bad day. And mm-hmm. his had gotten to the point that they were so high that I think it does totally warrant doing something about it. But at the end of the day, we look at what is, is the liver doing all of its functions to sustain life? So the liver does like five different things. It makes protein. So it makes like albumin, globulin, it makes cholesterol, it makes glucose. Um, 
and uh, I'm forgetting something else off the top of my head. But basically, the liver, all his, all those things on his blood work were always very normal. So his liver function has always been normal. He's totally functioning and sustaining life. It's just like investigating to make sure that these don't continue to rise, that it will affect his liver function at some point. Um, but we've gotten him back into a really good place, right? So it's just continued monitoring and uh, and going from there. Yeah. So yeah. So ever since we we did that surgery at Cornell in January, uh, his enzymes like dropped way down back to only two times normal. <laughs> which, okay. Which a lot of actually older dogs down have. Down from 15. I, mean, I always say, I think that we should just change the ranges on, on older dogs because a lot of dogs mm. just have elevated liver enzymes and just live with right. that from some benign changes. So, right. All right. Well, All right. Well, it's a lot of serious stuff. It's time. But good stuff. Time At to the end, get even more stuff. serious. He's going to live forever. I'm positive. Ryan, we have prepared <laughs> for you a Cosmo-style personality test to better get to know your beloved Crusoe. I love Cosmo-style personality <laughs> tests. Okay. Well, girl, this is your lucky day. <laughs> okay. On a scale from 1 to 10... How manipulative is Crusoe? Nine. Nine. <laughs> and show your math, please. I'd say it's more so like bossy. Okay. Just kind of kind of manipulation. I saw him once get Daphne to do his snow snow chores. Yeah, yeah. He gets Daphne to do his chores. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to teach him the you know the little audio buttons so they can communicate with the buttons. Like outside, <laughs> outside. Hungry, hungry, whatever. <laughs> So he's starting to get the button for hungry now, and that's like all we hear is him hitting the button. <laughs> hungry, hungry. Funny. <laughs> so that's going really well. <laughs> he knows how to scratch for things he wants. Right, mm-hmm. makes sense. So uh, the one we like to tell is, like, if the sun is up on the wall, he'll scratch at the wall, like, move the sunshine down over here, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Like that's that. Good one. Okay. I mean, a typical question that we ask is uh, grammability, yeah, but I mean, about, he's a 13 out of 10. 5 million. I five say about a, he's, a, he's about a yeah. 5 million on the gram. It's pretty photogenic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Uh, let's talk savagery. How savage is he? Savage. I'd say pretty low. He's one thing people don't know about him is actually he's actually pretty shy. And a bit of a baby. Really? No. What does he do if a squirrel comes in his vision? Uh, Squirrel, he'll chase, but if he comes face to face with it, he might back down. (laughs) (laughs) There was one time when he was younger. I wouldn't do this now. Stupid, but (laughs) 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 we were walking down the street, and there's like a a little field to the side, and there's a hole and a gopher out in the hole, but facing away from us. Uh So I, I sick Crusoe on him. So he goes <laughs> running up to it from behind. So the gopher never saw him, but they come face to face, a foot from each other, and then Cruz just turns and walks away. Oh my God. <laughs> Gophers can be nasty too, thankfully. But I mean, he's up for it. Crusoe's up for it, but they can that, be nasty. That reminds me of a time that uh, it was at, like after bars closed. I was with two guys, and there was like three dudes. The two of them were talking shit up in front of us, mm-hmm. and it just very quickly turned into a street fight. And yeah. and then and there was a, me and another guy my size, and our and our four huge friends are like throwing hands at each other. And me and this guy just looked at each other like, I don't want to fight. <laughs> let's yeah, let's see much. who wins. We'll hold, the, we'll hold the purses. But he's he's a pushover though. Like uh, even even with his sister around food, uh-huh. you know he'll he'll defer to let her you know go really or anytime he's around another dog and there's food around he kind of backs up like he doesn't want to doesn't like any confrontation okay 
Uh, well, that leads me to my next question of what are his street smarts like? How do you think he would fare on the mean streets of Montreal? <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he's pretty well-rounded, actually. Um, he was born and raised, like, in the country. He's, well, he's born in Montreal, raised up, uh, I don't know if you know, Mont-Tremblant. Uh, it's about Sounds a couple fancy. hours north of Montreal. And mm. in the woods, there's a nice ski hill there. Way in the country. So he was raised there, like raised off leash, running through the woods, chasing partridges and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then we moved back to the city for a while. And, you know, we've been on tour. He's met thousands of people, walked, you know, streets in New York and stuff. So he's yeah. had a lot of really diverse experiences. So he's cosmopolitan, but not necessarily street tough. Yeah, not street tough. <laughs> Final question. Uh, how bougie is the boy? Uh, you know, he's not that fancy. No? Well, maybe clarify bougie for me. Does he have things in his writer? Like, do, can he only drink Evian water? Or, uh, <laughs> right. Kabbalah water? Can he only have the green M&Ms? I mean, he doesn't poop brown. I think feel like that's pretty bougie. He does poop brown now. <laughs> he poops brown now. <laughs> I... I think I I definitely give his character that for mm-hmm. for the sake of his character and and, yeah. and what we do, but in reality, no. Oh, okay. Like, at least as you know, we switched him to this vegetarian hydrolyzed hypoallergenic diet, and he still <laughs> right. devours it like it's the best thing. <laughs> <That's very laughs> <Nice. good. laughs> he's, so he's eating the most boring food, and he still <laughs> thinks it's it's sheer heaven. That is so great. All right, well, you have been an amazing guest, Ryan, and there's only one thing left to do, and that is to determine by way of a quiz if yeah. you, Ryan Duchesne, deserve dogs. Boucheine? Boucheine. <laughs> It's actually Beau Shane. Bo uh, see, you got it right at first, and then did you I get just, it right the first time? And then you just yeah, because I all oh, we had a new French friend, and I wanted to be uh, impressive. All right, I okay. Googled it. Crusoe is really the only the okay. Only we need to get right. All right. Okay. Well, at least somebody's bougie around here, <laughs> Mister Beau Shane. You know what it is? It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. In September of 2020, on the very serious news platform, Woof Woof, two doxies made headlines because they were captured on video collaborating to carry what in the woods? A six-pack, a stick, a severed arm. (laughs) QAnon is right. They just got the date wrong. stick that is correct (laughs) yes it's a legit six foot long stick and these two little dummies needed each other to carry it uh especially to get over a huge log in the path that was at least eight inches high (laughs) i highly recommend looking up that video on woof woof okay question two you're one for one so far also way back in november of 2020 another doxy made headlines for his bravery a good boy named Winston in Colorado saved his bestest buddy from the jaws of a predator. What kind of predator was it? The most feared animal abuser of all? A six-year-old girl. (laughs) A mountain lion? A mother effing wolf? Or chupacabra? So black bear was not an option? (laughs) That is correct. It was not an option. You said you knew so I wasn't cheating. So you can still win, though. You're on your own. I definitely heard of another story of a dachshund that chased a black bear. Okay. Uh, wrong one, I guess. Okay, so you still win. Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, take a guess. Uh, the girl? <laughs> <laughs> it was a mountain lion. Yes. Uh, really? Winston stopped a mountain lion attack. His owner told the papers he's a 20-pound dog with the courage of a 200-pound dog, <laughs> which sounds like Winston sounds like a is dachshund. very fat. Sounds- <laughs> no. 20 pounds not heavy for a dachshund? No. 
I don't think so. Really? I, what's uh? Okay, I'll, I'll stop yeah. fat shaming Winston. We've got a we've got a quiz to decide if you deserve dogs or not. Question three. This is for all the marbles, Daddy. The owner of Winston said that the second. She let her dogs out. A mountain lion snatched up her Chewini Mijo. But Winston sprang into action and did what? Yapped until the lion's ears bled, chased him with those little legs, bit him on the balls, or the most feared combination of all, the little leg chase and super yap combo. And I go with the last one. <laughs> that is correct. Yes, he yapped and chased until the lion was more annoyed than it was hungry. And it worked. It dropped Miho, who is recovering from surgery with the help of a GoFundMe. Oh, but it so turns sweet. out you deserve dogs. You deserve dogs. dogs. Send dogs. Yeah. Yeah. All the dogs. You're a winner. You're a wiener. You're the wiener. <laughs> right, thank you so much, Ryan. And uh, can you tell people again where they can find both of your dogs? Yeah. Uh, if you just search Crusoe anywhere, you'll find them on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. Uh, Daphne shares all those accounts, but she does have her own Instagram, which is it's a Daphne day. Great. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, man. We this love was great. It. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Yeah. Thank thanks, you. Richie. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.